0: Life Audio. Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. And for those of you that have been listening the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about the 22 for 22 challenge that I have been involved in. And I've been on the road recording those episodes and uh, I listened back on a couple of them. I sound tired and worn out. That's because I was tired and worn out. But I am home now. I've been home uh, really just a, a few hours. I was home. I got home last night and uh, this is the next morning that I am recording this but really glad to be home 22 for 22 challenge complete got those 22 marathons done and I've done a few episodes just kind of giving updates and talking about that I want to do one final one today when I feel like I'm not in a fog I haven't been running the last two days. And so starting to recover and I have a lot of lessons that I've written down that I just want to share uh, just a couple of those with you today, but uh, very grateful for this opportunity and look forward to sharing some things that have been on my heart and mind with you. And again, I hope this will be an encouragement to you. We'll jump into that when we come back in just a second. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show again. Great to have you with me and looking forward to this episode today. This is uh, the best I've felt recording a March or Die episode in the last several weeks. Um, man, my uh, my head, I felt like I've been in a fog almost uh, for three weeks, running a, a marathon a day. For those of you that have not been following along, I've been uh, participating in what uh, we at the Mighty Oaks Foundation have called the 22 for 22 Challenge. And that meant a lot of things. There are a lot there are a lot of things kind of tied to that, a lot of things that are wrapped up in that. But part of that, my part, was to run one marathon a day, or that's a 26.2 mile distance. Some of those were organized marathons and some were not. Uh, 26.2 miles a day for 22 days. And uh, started on October 21st, ended on November 11th, 22 days in a row. And uh, with that, though, I was also traveling. I traveled basically for three weeks, um, did some speaking events, did a couple of big organized marathons. I ran the Marine Corps Marathon. I ran the Charlotte Marathon, uh, ran a final event, a marathon in Conroe, Texas. So I've been bouncing around in addition to everything else, and it's been a crazy, crazy time. But because of that, I've been in this like constant mode of just trying to get by, <laughs> just trying to survive. So it's been great, uh, but it's been a bit overwhelming. And uh, so many lessons have come out of that for me that I want to share with you today. And before we get into that, though, I want to remind you quickly, if you have not yet subscribed to the show, please subscribe. Now is the time. When do we need to subscribe? Right now. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening from. That would be very, very helpful. And then go and check out dot com. That is my personal website. You can find out information about me. My blog is there. Uh, other uh, resources and opportunities are there as well. So please go and check that out. That would be fantastic. Really appreciate it. And uh, I am looking forward to sharing some of these things with you today. Um, I, I've mentioned this over the last couple of weeks, but... It, these runs have taken me, you know, between five and six hours a day, depending. When I ran the Marine Corps Marathon, I, was, I ran in four and a half hours. Uh, the Charlotte Marathon ran a little bit faster than that. Um, the Marathon of Conroe was my last one, number twenty-two. I ran in I think four forty-five, but most of them have been between five and six hours. And for the majority, I've had some friends come and run with me, and it's been great. But the majority of that, I've been by myself. And so what that means is, you spend a lot of time thinking, uh, some of the time is thinking, why in the world did I decide to do this? (laughs) That's one thing I think. Um, But a lot of it is, what lessons can be learned? I tried to dedicate myself when I started this to, since I'm going to go through this process anyhow, I want to learn as much as possible. I've got my, uh, if you're watching the video, you can see I have a little um, notebook that I've been using to write in and, uh, kind of journal through this, uh, specifically about this event, but lessons that I've learned through it. I don't want to forget these things. And I really do feel as though, and I've talked about this before, but I really feel like running is such an incredible metaphor for life. Uh, that's why we see even, you know, authors in the new Testament talking about running, running your race and, and, uh, kind of that analogy. It's something that we can understand. And it is this great metaphor for life because race is a long or life, life rather is a long distance race. Now you're not racing against other people, but you're racing against your own potential. You're racing against what God has placed in you and in front of you. And you're doing your best to press into that Paul talks about this. The author of Hebrews talks about running with patience, the race set before you. Uh, such an incredible metaphor for life, running, uh, racing, and doing your best to get out there. I, I think one of the funny things about people who, um, one of the funny things people say, I guess, not, it's not funny, they're not funny, but what they say is funny often. People who don't run marathons and Um, you know, some of these other events, they'll they'll ask about who won and did you win and where did you place? And (laughs) uh, you always place like, you know, somewhere in the middle. Uh, At least I do. I place somewhere in the middle. The Marine Corps Marathon, there were something like 27,000 runners and I placed somewhere firmly in the middle. The Charlotte Marathon, 7,000 runners and uh, I was a little better than middle, but not much better. So, uh, you know, you're down on the 2700th finisher or something. You're not racing against the people that are there. Now, there's always a handful. The top you know, four or five people, they're probably racing. Most people aren't racing against other people. They're racing against themselves, against their past times, against uh, their training. They've trained and they're racing to do the best they can with that training. And that's really what life is about. You're not competing with other people. You shouldn't be at least. God has given you potential and God has given you opportunity and God has set that in front of you and you are racing, that is running with patience, the distance that God has placed in front of you. And so I love the metaphor um, for life that is running and in the midst of all of this, I've thought so much. Um, I've, I've written a lot of things down in this book and then yesterday as I was flying home, um, I just did a, a list, so just a laundry list of the main lessons learned. I thought it'd be three or four things. I have 25 things on this list. I'm not going to share all 25 things with you, but uh, 25 kind of lessons that I learned over time, uh, over that time. And um, man, it's fun to look back on these and, and go back. And just wanted to pick a, a few of these out. And uh, Share them with you today again. I hope that this will be helpful to you Some of this is about travel logistics about planning and what I did right and what I did wrong uh, In case we do something like this in the future But one of the things that I wrote and it's kind of in the logistics and planning section But man, this speaks so well to to life. Remember that that metaphor that is running Uh, I wrote this having people travel with me was very important. I typically plan uh, plan to be alone I like to be alone But having someone else there went a long way to provide encouragement and uh, reduce anxiety. Having people travel with me was very important. Uh, Having someone else there went a long way to provide encouragement and reduce anxiety. I did not have people with me all of the time that I was running but for the majority of the time that I was traveling, and again, I was on the road for you know the better part of three weeks. I was just two days shy of three weeks traveling. And I was in several different cities, a few different states, and there's planes and cars and hotels and a lot involved in that. And then every day I'm trying to get my 26.2 miles in. Um, I think one of the best decisions that I made <laughs> um, in preparation was asking a few friends to join me. And I had a friend, Mike Andela great friend. And I said, Mike, he had some time. Hey, I I know it's not very exciting, but would you mind traveling with me for a week? And uh, he did. He flew to D.C. and he was there for the Marine Corps Marathon. And then we drove somewhere else in in Virginia. And then we ended up driving to North Carolina and spent a lot of time together. And he was just there. He was there for over a week with me. Um, Man, when you're doing something like this, you become very lonely anyhow, or at least I did. And having someone there that cares about you, having someone there that can encourage you, and having someone there that can help navigate what's happening around you, reducing anxiety, is absolutely critical. Now, here's why I share this right now. Because so many of us think that we can go through life alone. Remember, Life is a race. <laughs> it, it's, it's that movement down the path that God has called us to. We can find this in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Everyone loves these verses, but it's really talking about kind of the race or the path of life. Uh, leaning not to your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledging God, and he will direct your paths. We're on this path. We're, we're moving along. We're doing what we've been called to do, running with patience, the race set before us. And we think that it is a singular pursuit. Running can be seen as a very singular pursuit. But there are so many people involved in helping someone run successfully. And as you travel this life, as you move down the road that God has called you to move down, set you on, equipped you to to move and accomplish listen, don't try to do it alone. Include other people. One of the mottos that we use at the Mighty Oaks Foundation is never fight alone. Why? Because life is a fight. It's tough. Don't do it alone. Include other people. Find people that care about you. Find people that have your best interests in mind. Find people that uh, will be there when things get a little sideways, a little crazy. Uh, Mike, Andela was with me for a little over a week, and then he had to go home. And another friend uh, met me, Luke Dodd. Luke and I have served together in the Marine Corps. We've known each other for a long, long time, and he came out. And uh, we went actually to a trail running camp together. He's not a trail runner, but he came out and spent time with me there and and helped me. And then we drove uh, like five hours to the place that we would end up finishing this thing and travel together and just being together. Man, it makes all the difference in the world. My wife, my sister came out to see me for a couple of days. My daughter and my other sister came out to see me for a couple of days. Uh, A couple of friends along the way met me in various cities. Just having those people there makes all the difference in the world. Um, man, one of the best decisions that I made was having people along. And that is great. There's other things that I wrote down here. Um, number eight on my list is this one. And uh, this is great for this show. March or die. I put that in quotes. March or die is a daily decision. Man, this came to me. You know, so often as I was working through this, the title of this show is The March or Die Show. The title of one of my books is March or Die. Um, If you've listened to this podcast, you know what that means. It means that in life, we have to make a decision. Are we going to stay where we are and die? Are we going to make that decision to stay where we are and die? Or are we going to choose to march? Death is not the physical kind all of the time. Often, it's that spiritual, relational, and emotional death. That death that happens on the inside, we know about, we don't want anyone else to know about, but we know it's there. Are we going to choose to die, to stay where we are, instead of dealing with the obstacles and the traumas and the trials, or are we going to do the better thing in March, putting one foot in front of the other and continuing to move forward? What are we going to do? We have to make a decision. But I can say that and it's as if we've made the decision and now we're going to march forever. (laughs) I was reminded every single day for 22 days that march or die, putting one foot in front of the other, making that decision to do the hard thing is a daily decision. Now don't lose sight of this. This is important. We can become discouraged because we made the decision yesterday to march and today we just don't feel like it. Listen, I had to get up early this morning. I came home. I've been gone for a few weeks. got up early this morning because I had an early work meeting. And um, (laughs) the timing wasn't great. I was tired. I I just wanted to lay in bed because I haven't done that in almost a month. But I couldn't. I had to get up and do what I needed to do. And, And it's funny because for the last three weeks, Every time I've had to get up early, it has been to put on my shoes and go out the door and run 26.2 miles. Today, it was to come sit in my office with a cup of coffee and get in a great meeting with people that I care about. (laughs) But I had to make the decision this morning to get up in March, to keep pushing forward, to do what I've been called to do. And you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to have to get up and make the decision again. And the next day, I'm going to have to get up and make the decision again. This is not something you make the decision once and then you're done. March or die. It's a decision that has to be made every single day. That was brought to me. It's funny when you have a book and a podcast with the title March or Die. How many people remind you of that? And it's a lot (laughs) that remind you of that when you're out there trying to do something like run a bunch of marathons in a row. But march or die is a daily decision. Another thing that I wrote down is this. Set really big goals, even if they seem out of reach. Setting the goal and doing the work will get you further than you would otherwise. Setting the goal and doing the work will get you further than you would otherwise. Something that I've really struggled with. um, And I did an entire episode on imposter syndrome. I've, I've mentioned this again since then. But one of the things that I have personally struggled with is looking at this challenge that I set to run these marathons. I'm just a guy. I'm not even a great runner. I can run, but I'm not a, not a great runner. I don't love running. Um, there are a lot of things about it that I enjoy, and you know, but I, I'm not like just someone who loves to get out and run. I know that there are a lot of people doing things that are so much bigger than 22 marathons in a row. I mean, physical things, 100 marathons in a row, 200 ultra marathons in a row. I mean, crazy stuff. And there's a sense in which I almost feel like or step back and ask myself, who in the world do you think you are? Who do you think you are that you can do something like this? Here's the question I've had to answer. If you set out to run 22 marathons in a row, and you don't make it, you get hurt along the way, something happens. You're not able to get to number 22. Did you fail? That's a question I've had to ask and I've had to grapple with. Now, I can't think of the circumstance that would keep me from finishing, even if I had to walk every day. But things happen, for sure. I ran in... cities, (laughs) cities, <laughs> um, in, you know, a lot of early mornings. I mean, I ran most of my miles in the dark often, um, big cities, lots of opportunity to get hurt. And then just traveling all the time, lots of opportunity to get sick. God was very, very good to me, but something could have happened. And if something had happened that had prevented me from finishing that 22, is that a failure Well, imagine if I had said I'm going to run 22 marathons in 22 days and I ran six in six days or 12 in 12 days or some other number and then got hurt or got too sick to finish or whatever the case. Imagine if that had happened. What would have been the net result? (laughs) I would have run six marathons in six days or 12 in 12 days or whatever the number would be. I would have done far more by setting that goal and falling short than I would have otherwise listen, this is so important in life. Set big goals. Dream big dreams. Go after it. Go get it. And if you don't hit the goal, you fall a little bit short. You know what you're accomplishing? Far more than you would have if you hadn't set that big goal. That's not a failure. You learn from the process. Maybe you get out there and do it again. Maybe that goal existed because you had to hit it and so you have to come back and uh, address that at another time. Whatever the case, set big goals because getting up and doing the work of accomplishing a really big goal will take you further than you would ever go otherwise. Man, that's such an important one for me. Here's another one. Excitement for the start fades fast. Excitement for the start fades fast. It's really not about starting. It's about finishing. Now, in contrast to what I just said, (laughs) there are things that can prevent you from hitting your goal, but often what prevents us from hitting our goal is us. Starting a thing is easy. Now, there can be a lot of planning and logistics. And uh, man, for me to get ready for this, there were hours and hours and hours of logistics and planning and putting things together and trying to work it all out and understand where this is going to happen and where that's going to happen and who's going to be involved. A lot of planning. But, but getting ready <coughs> and starting, man, that's the easy part. For me, we started talking about this, uh, this challenge months ago. And I had already been running, and so for me, again, it was just continuing to get in shape and be ready. And then it was doing all of the marketing stuff that was involved and promoting it and getting people involved and um, having big conversations. We have a documentary crew that's putting together a documentary from Mighty Oaks about uh, the topic of veteran suicide and some of the running and, and different people that came along. It's going to be great. All of that was happening in the beginning. In fact, before I ran the first marathon, the day before I ran the first marathon, there was a documentary crew here. We spent probably 12 hours together doing interviews. And I went to different places and did some running for the documentary. And so much excitement. So many people, hey, good luck tomorrow. Or I'm thinking about you. or I'm praying for you or whatever. So much excitement for that first one. It's easy to start. But that excitement begins to fade. Now, I had a lot of people come along and a lot of people who were still encouraging. But for me, the excitement faded fast. After that first one, I just wanted to get up the next day and drink coffee and not run. (laughs) There was still some excitement. And then I was able to go to another city and got involved in some of these bigger marathons. And there were moments of excitement. But really, at the end of the day, it's not about starting, it's about finishing. Run your course with joy. Finish your course with joy. Apostle Paul talked about finishing his course, running his race. We can start, and so many people do. But really, it's about doing the work every single day to get you to the finish. I was reminded of that often. I had a friend reach out to me, sent me a text, and... He actually sent me a devotional in text, <laughs> some verses that went along with it to remind me, hey, man, you've done great, but you've got to finish this thing. Excitement for the start fades fast, but it's really not about starting. It's about finishing. One of the, um, I think, lessons along with that that I talked about before, but man, this is important was excitement and motivation. They can be very, very helpful. I talked about this. This was at the Marine Corps Marathon. So many people, so much going on, over 100,000 spectators. i mean, a crazy, crazy environment. All of that is very helpful. But when you boil it all down, you still have to get up and do the work. All of the excitement, all of the fanfare, all of the noise didn't change the fact that I had to get up every day and put in the time to get 26.2 miles. You've got to do the work. But you do the work not by focusing on everything, but by focusing on today. And then even bringing it down, focusing on the next mile, and then focusing on the next step. Let the race come to you. Focus on where you are and keep moving forward. The way I said it on my list here is this. Motivation is helpful, but at the end of the day, you alone have to put in the 26.2. Man, so many lessons here, and I could spend 45 minutes sharing them with you. (laughs) I won't go through all of them. But one of the big things that I was reminded of through this whole process, and and there was a cause for this. The cause was highlighting the veteran suicide epidemic in our country. It's unbelievable. And then pointing beyond that to the solution found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The work of the Mighty Oaks Foundation and all that we've been involved in. All of these things, so important. But then I learned these personal lessons. I think for me personally, I had to learn patience or relearn it, understand it. Learn how to trust the process that was in front of me. And get up every day and do the work. Do the work. Because that's what matters. It's the work. We focus on the finish line. We focus on beating somebody else. We focus on all this stuff. When you're doing something that hurts, you can focus on the pain, how you feel. You're tired. <laughs> One day I wrote in my, uh, in my notebook here, the only thing I could come up with was this. You're not tired. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. That was the statement. <laughs> you're not tired. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. I was feeling sorry for myself, but I was also tired. Um, but man, you can focus on that stuff. Stop. It doesn't do anything for you. Get up and do the work. I hope that's a help to you today. I, I don't want to ever be that guy that's just, hey, motivational, try harder, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. But there is a sense in which, in the Christian life, in our parenting, in our marriages, in our professional life, man, we've got to get up and do the work and trust God for the results. And keep moving forward. Hope that's a good challenge to you today. So many other good things we can talk about. But I hope that's a help to you today. Thank you again for listening and or watching. And uh, I would encourage you to share this content out with others. It's been such a wild couple of weeks. And uh, a fun couple of weeks. But kind of a wild couple of weeks. Uh, Really enjoyed it though. And uh, appreciate all the input from so many good people. And uh, look forward to seeing what is next on the horizon. If you have not yet subscribed to the show, please do that. Go over to com. That would be awesome. And as I remind you so often, go over to LifeAudio.com and check out the great podcasts there. That would be fantastic. And remember, when your world is seemingly falling apart, when it seems like everything around you is blowing up, when the machine gun is spinning your direction, things are out of control you only have two choices will you stay where you are and die or will you march the choice is always yours many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andras, the host of The Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.